Hi, you're listening to Abacadabra Radio. I'm Abby, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about manifestations, meditations, timeline jumping, tarot card insights, astrological insights, literally whatever comes up. Happy to have you guys here for the ride. All right, guys, I had an episode all recorded. I had just spent over an hour meditating, doing some wild stuff today. And guess what the fuck happened? My audio got all screwed up and it won't play after 40 seconds of the almost half an hour that I had recorded. It was the longest episode that I had done and I can't use it. So, wow. Okay. Um, Basically, I went down a rabbit hole today talking about... um, this leaked, not leaked, this declassified CIA document about the gateway experience, about reality, about all this stuff, which scientifically supports the idea of law of attraction. This is a document that you can find right online. This, I want, like you find it on CIA.gov. Maybe I'll share it. That would be a good idea for me to share it with you guys, right? Put it in the, put it in the notes. Um, Basically, And I'm not extremely well versed in it yet. I'm still diving into the rabbit hole of all these things. But um, Robert Robert Monroe, sorry, the last name escaped me for a second. He had run these experiments um, that the CIA ended up using to get into like out-of-body experiences, remote viewing, kind of like... Really, really interesting shit. There's there's so much to it and there's so much that I'm not well versed in that I don't want to dive way into it. And for whatever reason, when I tried doing it before, my audio got disconnected to record when I, I got all fucked up. So I'm not going to do that. I am going to share a bit from the document, though, um, about the the gateway experience and and the things that they kind of deduced about reality, which I thought were really, really interesting. So... Niels Bohr, the renowned physicist, once responded to his son's complaints about the obtuse nature of certain concepts in physics by saying, you are not thinking, you are merely being logical. The physics of altered human consciousness deals with the same conceptualizations that are not easily grasped or visualized exclusively in this context of ordinary left-brain linear thinking. So, to borrow Dr. Bohr's mode of expression, parts of this paper will require not only logic, but a touch of right-brain intuitive insight to achieve a complete, comfortable grasp of the concepts involved. Nevertheless, once that is done, I am confident that their construction and application will stand the test of rational critique. Okay, so, that's not even really about the gateway experience. But the gateway experience, I will say, does sync your left and right hemispheres of your brain and makes them work cohesively. I did just do two of the um, experiences today. Um, I went to focus three and I went to focus 10. um, Where your body is asleep, your mind is fully alert. um, And there are benefits to it. Many, many benefits to it. and then eventually, once you, once you like, the idea is that once you go through all of these experiences and, and get practice and get better at it, um, you'll be able to do out-of-body experiences. You'll be able to go to like a zero-point field where there is no time 
And that's what I've talked about in manifesting and law of attraction stuff. Like you want to go to like where things are neutral and then, and then, um, create from there. And this, this document actually talks about kind of how, well, no, it doesn't talk about kind of how it talks about how reality is a hologram, um, and how we create because energy is not mat. Let me get to the part. All right, here we are. Um, This is number 12. Holograms. Energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called a hologram. The concept of the hologram can be most easily understood by using an example cited by Bentov in which he asks the reader to visualize a bowl full of water into which three pebbles are dropped. As the ripples created by the simultaneous entry of the three pebbles radiated outward towards the rim of the bowl, Bentov further asked the reader to visualize that the surface of the water is suddenly flash frozen so that the ripple pattern is preserved instantly. The ice is removed, leaving the three pebbles still laying at the bottom of the bowl. Then the ice is exposed to a powerful, coherent source of light, such as a laser. The result will be the three-dimensional model, or representation, of the position of the three pebbles suspended in midair. Holograms are capable of encoding so much detail that, for example, it is possible to take a hologram projection of a glass of swamp water and view it under the magnification to see small organisms not visible to the naked eye when the glass of water itself is examined. The whole concept of holography, despite its scientific implications, has only been known to the physicist to the physicist since the underlying mathematical principles were worked out by Dennis Gabor in 1947, who he won the he later won the Nobel Prize for this work. Um, let's see where else is there Th- that part I've always thought was interesting about like kind of explaining how like they they go on to talk about how we do live in a hologram and we create the hologram um I'll get there I promise and then there's the consciousness matrix this is number 14 the universe is composed of interacting energy fields some at rest some in motion it is in and of itself one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity here's the hologram part guys According to the theories of Carl Pribram, a neuroscience at Stanford University, and David Bohm, a physicist at the University of London, the human mind is also a hologram, which attunes itself to the universal hologram by a medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. With respect to the states of expanded or altered consciousness, such as gateway uses, the process operates in the following way. As energy passes through various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electro- electrostatic fields, which comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency and amplitude that can harmonize with and therefore read the energy carrier wave pattern passing through it. It change, changes in frequency and amplitude of the electrostatic field, which comprise the human mind, determines the configuration, and hence the character of the holographic energy matrix which, 
the mind projects to intercept meaning directly from the hologram transmissions of the universe. Then to make sense of what the hologram Im- holographic image is saying to it, the mind proceeds to compare the image just received with itself. Specifically, it does this by comparing the image received with the part of its own hologram, which, cons- which constitutes memory, by registering differences in the geometric form and in energy frequency. The consciousness perceives as... Um, As psychologist Keith Floyd puts it, contrary to what everyone knows is so, it may not be that the brain produces consciousness, but rather consciousness that creates the appearance of the brain. What? That is the part that talks about how we live in a hologram and what we say is. That's that's basically the nuts and bolts of that is you know how I've said, like, whatever you call it, it is. Einstein used to say things like that. Um, he was working on things like that. There have been many scientists who have studied, like, subatomic particles and have realized that they're not matter, they're energy. And how you perceive and how you how you look at them, how you view them, how you observe them changes their the way that they react and enact and, and continue to evolve and move. And that's the universe we live in. That's why the attention that you give to things matters. That's why what you call something it is. That's why I we talk about gratitude. We talk about raising your vibration. We talk about not being a negative Nelly all the time. That's why. And that's why it creates it. Because your mind is creating the energy to observe more energy to observe. Is your mind blown yet? Because mine totally is. And now there's another part that talks about the gateway process um, and like the time-space dimension. So this is number 18, time-space dimension. Up to this point, our discussion of the gateway process has been relatively simple and easy to follow. Now the fun begins. Gateway involves more than just a perception of those aspects of the universal hologram, which can be accessed in the dimension of time-space as we know it. To explain how and why human consciousness can be brought to transcend the limitations of time-space is the next task that must be addressed. To do this, we must first appreciate what time and space are in order to understand how the dimension that they constitute can be transcended. Physicists define time as a measurement of energy or force in motion. In other words, it is a measurement of change. Okay, I'm pausing. Time isn't time. Time's not real. Change is. We perceive change, so we are calling it time. Boom. Okay. Back to what I was just reading. However, in order for energy to be in motion, it must first be limited in some way within the confines of some sort of vibratory pattern so that its confinement gives it the capacity for being contained at a specific location which is distinguishable from other locations. Space. Energy which is not confined is forced without limit, without dimension, without limits of form. It is infinite. It is infinity. It cannot move because there is nothing beyond infinity and there is therefore outside of the dimensions of time. It is also beyond space because that concept implies that a specific energy form, i.e., or sorry, that implies that a specific energy form is limited to a specific location and is absent from other locations. 
But if energy is in the state of infinity, there are no boundaries. There is no here to differentiate from there. There is no sense of area. Energy in infinity means energy uniformly extended without limit. It has no beginning, no end, no location. It is conscious force, the fundamental primal power of existence without form, a state of infinite being. Energy is infinity Sorry, again, energy in infinity is said to be completely at rest, therefore cannot generate holograms, so as long as it remains utterly inactive. It retains it in, it in, boop, 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 can I read? I cannot. It retains its inherent capacity for consciousness and that it can receive and passively perceive holograms generated by energy in motion out in various dimensions which make up the generated or created universe but it cannot be perceived by conscious operating in the active universe energy in this state of inactive infinity is termed by physicists as energy in the absolute state or simply the absolute they're talking about the zero point field between the absolute various intervening dimensions to which human consciousness and altered states of being may gain access. Theoretically, human consciousness may continue to expand the horizons of its perceptual capability until it reaches the dimension of no, of, of the absolute, of the zero-point field, at which point perception stops because absolute generates no holograms of or about itself. Okay, so that was, that was a lot basically what it's talking about so basically the absolute holds is is kind of the boundary of like the space-time continuum because the space-time continuum is only contingent on what it can perceive inside of its own boundaries because once it goes outside of the boundaries of what it can perceive it becomes nothing which is really fucking confusing and sounds really really abstract which is why this is something that like I obviously need to dive more into, but when you go into that fully neutral state of, of nothingness, which, um, I've, you know, tried working on with manifesting and tried doing in meditation before. And it's something that I like to do, but I'm really interested to how that kind of gets amped up as I work on this process and this experience and trying to do these different meditations because the ones that I just did felt really different than ones that I've ever tried to do before um where was I going with this oh yeah the document does go on to talk about how if you do this enough for a long enough period of time like you go into a different dimension um so that's why you'll hear different manifestation teachers and people who talk about this not even teachers just like scientists joe dispenza talks about going into the zero point field going into the state of nothingness and then going into your kind of desired state after that why because scientifically when you do that for a long enough period of time you go into another dimension and then if you go into this other dimension from the zero point field then Whatever you create after that is the dimension you're going into because you are creating that energy because you are calling it what it is because you are opening yourself up energetically and putting yourself in that vibratory state for it to be reflected back to you. Does that make sense? Because it does to me, but I don't know if I'm explaining it well. But I'm going to keep digging into this. I'm going to probably continue to talk about it. Um, I find it super interesting. I will link that that document. I will um, keep you guys posted on 
how all of this that was my computer turning on how all of this goes and unless i forget or unless i get deeply uninterested very quickly which i don't think will happen anyway um you can email your questions to abacadabrapod at gmail.com if you want to get a tarot reading let me know readings any kind of reading um are open right now if you have questions, if you have insights about this, if you have questions about this, if you want to talk about this or other things, any other topics you want me to do, just send them in the email. Um, you know, I put the email in the show notes for you guys. All right. Until next time, this is Abby signing off.